You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 37, with your business funding expert, Kedma O. There you are. Welcome back to another episode of Unbreakable Success. I'm so grateful to share with you today's guest, Kedma O. She is a fifth-generation entrepreneur. That's the first time I've ever said that. (laughs) She's a fifth-generation entrepreneur. She's a speaker. She is a a business funding expert who has really been a champion for countless numbers of entrepreneurs and small businesses for over 30 years. And this is not just what she does. This is a personal mission of hers uh, that she made a commitment to over 30 years ago and she's got a really really strong and inspiring story of humanity uh, that she's got to share with us today and she's the person that i would go to in in any moment where you need funding to start grow or scale your business ken buzz the person to reach out to so she's got a lot of lot to share with us today You're going to love this episode, and I can't wait to hear your feedback, so let's get started. Welcome to Unbreakable Success. This is your virtual mastermind for your business and your life. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my business is your success. Each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to make sure you succeed in mind, body, and wealth. All right. Hello, Kedma. Thanks so much for joining me on on Unbreakable Success. Thanks for being here. How are things going out? uh, You're still out in the Midwest right now, out in Oregon? I'm in Oregon. Awesome. How are things out there? Amazing. Good, good. Well, thanks. (laughs) I'm so glad you joined me today. And just for everyone that's listening, a little backstory. Whenever you're considering starting a conversation, uh, this is to everyone out there, just start it. Because you and I, Kedma, we just met just chat on Twitter. Just have, I don't even remember how the conversation started. Um, sent a couple messages back and forth. The next thing you know, we're chatting it up and getting along. And, you know, obviously I had to have you on the show. Um, you got a new book coming out, uh, keynote speaker, a funding yes. expert, and the whole nine yards. I'm like, wow, I, I, it's, you never knew who you're going to be. And um, I, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity for us to, I, I never like to say randomly connect. I don't like to use randomly, but for us to unexpectedly connect and wind up uh, hooking up like this. So uh, it's a good thing. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So tell us a little <laughs> bit for, for those that don't know you, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your backstory leading you up to what you're doing today. I know you work with small businesses a lot. Yeah. You got a lot to share with us today and we'll definitely get to that, but let people know a little bit about how you wound up in this, in this place, jumping into the helping entrepreneurs and small business owners. Well, that's a twofold question. I mean, um, you know, how I, I really ended up there really is my backstory, right? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, how I how I showed up. So let me talk a little bit about what I do, and then I can share a little bit about why I do it. Okay. Would that work? That's totally yeah. awesome. So uh, most people uh, are surprised because uh, I am a fifth-generation entrepreneur, so one, two, three, four, five. The majority of businesses and individuals who are starting businesses are first-generation. Yeah, that's Sometimes amazing. Sometimes you meet, yeah, second-generation. But I will tell you, if you meet someone who's fifth-generation or more, they're, they're dangerous, <laughs> right? I mean, because they're hard to manage. Yeah. They're always thinking out of the box. It's like there is no box, <laughs> yeah, right? There's no submission uh, going on there. There's no, there's no. And so uh, so I've been privileged to be uh, part of a lineage of uh, other really powerful business owners in my family, including women business owners who've uh, really played a role in, in helping me see the world in, in, as, as, as a woman of strength and confidence and yet still have empathy. Uh, So what I do day in, day out is I help uh, businesses move forward and and break through barriers. I specialize in certain industries. I specialize with uh, inventors. I love my inventors. Mm -hmm. Yep. So thanks Shark Tank. Uh, And that's what I do day in, day out. I do at consumer products. So everything from ideation to commercialization. So patents and prototypes and licensing. I also have a love for franchising, what I call business in the box, right? So the way I imagine it is you get this present and you unfold the present and everything you want is there. It's like, (laughs) oh, I got my market. I got my team. I know what direction I'm going to go. And then I deal with cybersecurity. Okay. So 
how do you protect uh, what you you need to protect as you know. So there's a lot I do. And then lastly, obviously, uh, finding the money. Yeah, yeah. How do you find the money? It's a big deal. So, so I mean, in a nutshell, that's what I do day in, day out. Um, why I do it is more about my story and why I do it. Yeah. So, I mean, depends on what you want to know, but I'm happy to sort of uh, share uh, how I got here today. Yeah. Uh, if, that, if that would help your audience. Totally, yeah, because most of us, and you, well, you you being the fifth generation <laughs> entrepreneur, I, I just have to, I had, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to interrupt you, but I fall off the urge to just interrupt you just so I could say, wow, because I'm yeah. pretty confident I've never met someone, at least that I know of, who's in mm-hmm. the fifth generation of entrepreneurship. That's absolutely amazing, mildly frightening, but it's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely a little bit amazing. It's, I say frightening, I was joking with somebody the other day about how us us uh, entrepreneur types are just, we're all just a little bit off. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a little bit of a defiance in there. So, but no, that's 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 totally amazing. But uh, I, I would love to, to hear how you wound up in, in your space because for most entrepreneurs, at least the ones that I've met and been, and been fortunate enough to interact with, there's usually something, usually something in particular that led them into their space, or at least even mm-hmm. if it, they didn't realize it at the t- uh, when it was happening. In hindsight, there mm-hmm. comes a point where you kind of scratch your head and say, "Okay, this this is what led me into doing this." I certainly have that story, so yeah. I, I'd love to hear from yeah. you what sure. what pushed you into yeah. this spot at the moment. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I will say, you know, the way I like to preface is some people in this world are born with a, a golden spoon, mm-hmm. others with a silver. And I was, I'd like to say, born with a plastic spoon. So, mm-hmm. you know, in that in that realm, I would say that the, 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 the defining moment of why I do what I do happened 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So to give you a sense of it, I'm going to create an image it was a uh, uh, a cold winter night in February. Mm-hmm. It was an evening, and I was attending a community college at the age of 18. And I'm sitting in the classroom, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, feel something vibrating, and I look down, and it's a 911 page from my therapist. Okay. And she never pages me. Mm-hmm. And so I quietly you know, basically took my books, and I uh, walked out of the classroom, and I ran fairly quickly to um, to go and figure out what was going on. And so as I opened the doors of uh, the college, uh, I sort of ran outside and I'm looking for a payphone because back then, as you yeah. know, we had payphones. So if we're with <laughs> talking to people who don't know what that is, but yeah. it's basically where you would call someone. And so I, I, I put in the quarter and I hear my therapist on the other line um, nervous. Mm-hmm. And... I, I said, what's the matter, Judy? And she said, I don't know how he got my number, but he is on the way to the college, and if he finds you, he's going to kill you. And the way I describe that is that was my villain. So I play a real-life superhero, and sometimes we have live villains that are playing in your life, and there is no... You know, this is real time, real life. This is not, hey, okay, cut to the next scene. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I hung up the phone and I'm outside the parking lot and I'm looking for my vehicle and obviously I'm shaking. And the next thing I know is I see my villain in his vehicle going from uh, lane to lane looking for the vehicle, looking for my car. And I totally froze in panic. And the way I can describe it is it feels like uh, terror going through your body. You know, your legs are like quicksand. You can't move. You're screaming and nothing comes out. And I remember saying in my head, you know, run for your life. And I'm literally, I duck down and I'm li- literally going from car to car quietly so I could go to my car, open the door and take the only thing that meant anything to me, which were my books. Then I went back and I called the person I was seeing for help. Uh, And literally overnight, I became homeless. I didn't have a a place to go back to. I I didn't have a job and I didn't have a means to pay for an education. It was like my life got uh, uh, ripped out of me. Uh, in that second. So over the course of a weekend, a group of friends found me my first apartment. I want to just describe it. It was an illegal apartment. You had to go down 15 stairs. The windows were shut tight and the apartment was infested with cockroaches and ants. 
and that would be my safe haven for five years. Oh my God. Um, I literally went into hiding. And then my second uh, uh, group of friends found me my first job. And I remember being interviewed by this woman, Patricia. And I said, if you hire me, I'll be your best employee. But you need to know that I'm in hiding and nobody, nobody can know where my whereabouts are. And then the third defining moment, which changed my life forever, is I wrote a letter to the college pleading my case. And two weeks later, the college invited me to meet with the financial committee. I want you to think about this, Aaron. I'm 18 years old. I walk into a committee of 12 people, strangers, who have just read my gut-wrenching story. And I'm pleading my case. I said, I've lost my home, my family, my identity. And the only thing I have left to live for is an opportunity for an education. They said to me that it was the first time in the history of the college that they had a case at this level, and they asked me to go and um, go to the secretary's office because they wanted to deliberate. At the secretary's office, I asked for a piece of paper and a pen. And on that piece of paper, I wrote a letter to God. Now, this is the same God that had never shown up in my life Mm -hmm. all that time, that had never been there whenever I needed it or needed her. And I wrote on that letter, Dear God, if the college would come back and give me an opportunity, then I promise that for the rest of my entire life, I will use my education to help every single person who crosses my path. Hmm. And two hours later, I walked in, and a woman said, Kedma, can you please stand up? And she walked over, she grabbed my hand, and she said, I, I want to shake your hand for the woman you are. And I want to tell you, we're giving you a full scholarship to this college. Oh, my college. gosh. Wow. And at that moment, Aaron, I made a commitment that for the rest of my life, I would use my education to open doors to every single person I meet. And I have stayed on that commitment for the last 30 years. And it is more important to me, just so you know and your audience knows, it is more important to me than my three children, mm. than my husband, than the work I do. This is why I live. Wow. That is, uh, that is powerful as an understatement. And uh, I, I appreciate you. Like, I, I can't express enough appreciation yeah. for, for you for sharing that with, with everyone listening. Um, that's powerful, and that that uh, I I can't I'm trying to envision that or as best I can that moment of vulnerability where you're waiting yeah. for someone to literally decide your my life fate right right um, that's right. that's that's pretty or, or at least I'm sure what it felt like for sure was your fate in that moment and it, uh, mm-hmm. it was my fate Aaron because I I believe in my heart and soul. Um, I was, I was, if you can hit, if there's a place to hit rock bottom, I was below rock bottom. Yeah. That was the only thing left for me to live for. Wow. So if I can tell you the weight of that. Yeah. It was rotting on everything. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful not only for, for that decision that they made, but, uh, I have to be more grateful for the decision that you consciously made before they even rendered their That's decision, right. you know, and, and I, I, I can't st- overstate that enough because you, you know, there you were, as you're yes. just described below rock bottom. And I, I don't know if you, I'm sure you must have realized this at, at this point, but the first thing you were thinking about at that point was what you were going to do to help someone else. And that's that's pretty yes. amazing. I have to I have to commend you for that because that's that's a that's it speaks to your character and 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 you know it, I, I'm no mind reader, but I, I'm not surprised having just the short time we've been able to speak to each other. But that's a, that's a powerful character piece, and I thank you not only for that decision then, but for here you are thirty you know thirty years later, thirty years later, still living up to the commitment, you know. A keynote speaker, a superhero keynote yeah. speaker. I see Wonder yeah. Woman, uh, Wonder Woman statue <laughs> yes. over your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. A friend yes. of ours just gave a, gave us a copy of Wonder Woman for my daughter yesterday. Yeah. so uh, it's pretty apropos. Um, I, 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 I can't, I can't give, yes. I, I can't express how gracious I am for you to share that with us. So Thank that's you. powerful. Thank, 
You've it's come a past- long way. You've done a, yeah. obviously to say you've done a lot since then would be a severe yeah. understatement. You know, you've been teaching and helping businesses. Probably, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you've lost count at this point of how many businesses and individuals you've you've interacted thousands. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thousands. So that's that's pretty powerful to to keep that going, and you've God knows how many lives you lives you've impacted since yes. then. So, right. what was so? There you were in that moment, and obviously you went. Yes. You got your education. You got a full scholarship. Got my education. Mm-hmm. And and you and once you graduated. You know, what was mm-hmm. sort of the first, your mm-hmm. first moment of saying, okay, now it's time to deliver on this. What did you start doing after that? I'd love to know that. Um, so after I got my education, uh, it wasn't uh, long before I went and started my commitment to meet this this yeah. mission. Um, I did my undergrad. I did my master's. I um, did a, a, a little work prior to that. But my real uh, break to start in this is when I was hired to run the Women's Business Center program in, in Arizona. Okay. And that was my first taste of supporting women, socially and economically disadvantaged women. Then I moved into supporting people with disabil- disabilities around self-employment. Mm-hmm. But my first break was probably uh, in uh, 2000. Um, where uh, I, uh, when I was 30 years old, it, I knew at that moment that I had found uh, how to execute on my commitment yeah. to help. And the way I look at it is I, I knew in my mind there was only really two ways I could change lives. I could either change them in their home yeah. or I can change it in their business. And in so much, uh, it, it plays a role for me that when I'm working with entrepreneurs, I what we do does change their life. Oh, yeah. More than just income. It changes their character. Uh, they become better fathers, yeah. better husbands, um, uh, better moms. So, so it, it, you know, that was the finding moment. And from there, it's just been a continuous uh, growth around uh, supporting entrepreneurship. Beautiful. So, so what does that look like? Just for people that are wondering, you know, you work in a small business center and you have you have these these young companies that, that need help. And I'm sure that there's a variety of different types of help they need, whether it's funding or education and things of that nature. What's what's a what is a, a uh, I don't want to say stereotypical. What's a normal, you know, what's a normal experience with an entrepreneur coming in saying, I need help with this idea yes. I have? What's that yes. look like? Well, first of all, I have to tell you, Aaron, I have the greatest job in the world. Now, check this out. I get paid to have fun. <laughs> That's it. Someone pays me to have fun. Yeah. What does that look like? Every day I could be meeting with a new entrepreneur. And uh-huh. when we talk about small business, it's 500 employees or less. Yep. So that entrepreneur could be a, you know, a, um, a, an, an owner of 100 employees or a solopreneur. So I get paid to, to work with them and to help them uh, build their business. But I'm a modern angel. Or a superhero because I help people like, like let's say you came and met with me, Aaron, and yeah. I help you. And you turn around and say, Kedma, I can't, I can't even thank you for all the help you've given me and your advising and your support. And I want to pay you. And I have to say, you're not permitted to pay me. You can't pay me because <laughs> by statute, I can't take your money. Yeah, yeah. So, so I get to give all this incredible support. And not take your money. That's beautiful. You're making a lot of friends doing this, aren't you? Oh, my God. I have, trust me. I have friends. I have serious <laughs> fans. Okay. I have a whole team behind me. Wow. So the second thing I get to do is I get to go out in the community and I get to speak. I, I do keynotes. I do yeah. panels. I do presentations. And I, ha- I want you to know, just for anyone in the audience, I have never met a stage that I haven't fallen in love with. That's awesome. Okay. So... Put me on a stage, and I am <laughs> I'm just in love. Because it gives me a greater reach to touch people. Yes. Um, so I get to influence. So a day in my life could be everything from doing a podcast to doing a speaking engagement. I just did a tweet chat uh, or, or to doing advising. And all I do is get paid to make someone's life better. That's awesome. My mission. That's beautiful. That's all beautiful. I get paid to do. And you're living up to it. You're living up day. to it. And I love it. And I, I love coming in to work. I, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like being on vacation every day. I love it. That's beautiful. That, I mean, that is the, well, that's the entrepreneur's dream, isn't it? I mean, to be able to, to do what they love, to, yep. to, to honor the mission that they feel deep in their gut somewhere and have a blast doing it and, and, and 
create some and get bunch paid. Of, and get paid and create a bunch <laughs> of fans like you've been doing right. and, and, and literally and being a superhero at it because and we were talking we were joking earlier i didn't realize until right before we started recording this show that you actually wear a superhero outfit on stage i love it how I did do. That, how did that start you you could not have done it the very first time well i or like to you? say if, well <laughs> well here's the thing i i it was it, this is my response to that. If anybody okay. on your in your audience knows anything about Oregon, okay. thank goodness I started in Portland because Portland is known for voodoo donuts. Okay. We are known for the naked world naked bike ride. Okay. <laughs> we are known for having our own official cuddler consultant. Literally, if you have issues cuddling, you can pay someone $60 an hour and they will legitimately teach you how to cuddle. Oh my okay. Gosh. Wow. Okay. Okay. So when I came out in Portland and said I'm coming out, I'm coming out as a superhero. People are like, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah, and in Portland, weird. It's like nobody paying attention. So you know, oh then I started coming out wearing my superhero cape, and at one point, I I must have presented without it, either on video or without it, and then my fans would say, "Where's the cape?" Oh my gosh. You're not wearing your cape. So I have about five different capes that match like different colors. Okay. And my next step of the superhero is I will be probably by next year having a, a custom superhero uh, outfit uh, done. So I, uh, I'm i really clear about um, uh, building my brand as a superhero because there are enough villains in this world. Yes. Yeah. And there's enough spectators. Yeah. And we need more superheroes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's so, funny. and what? Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I, I love that. I love your your perspective. I had there's a conversation I had a long time ago, and I forget how I forget how we got on this topic. But basically, the premise of the discussion became, you know, most of the people that we see on a day to day basis is it's like they're these they're dressed as normal people, but they have the superhero hidden underneath everything, and and I, I love that in what you're doing because it's obviously, and we haven't had this conversation before this, this no. interview, but it's obvious that that's what you're getting at is that we all have that, you know, we have it underneath this, have it. this exterior, you know, right. striving for normalcy. There's that creative, powerful, you know, stronger than you can imagine thing. And, and the challenge and the, a lot of times for, at least for me, it seems the fun and the challenge of it is to be able to draw that out for yourself and to help other people draw that out, and that's right. that's I love that. Uh, I love that about you. I love that you rock the cape. That's that's so cool. <laughs> well, and and one of the things to say is it has, you know, I mean, I definitely have confidence in in that position. But let's look at the sort of the idea of real superheroes, right? Yeah. You don't want a superhero that doesn't have confidence. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, if you take if you take Spider Man and he says, you know, I just don't feel comfortable. <laughs> That building is way too high. Yeah. I don't know if my web's going to work out. Like, wouldn't you be a little worried? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, so I think part of it is realizing exactly what you nailed is that if we can all agree that there are villains in the world, mm -hmm. then we have to presume superheroes exist. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. But there's, there's, <laughs> there's, I, I, there's some, I definitely want to get to this next. And, um, cool. You just signed a, a book deal at the time of this call. This is this is fresh ink, so to speak. This is your is this your this is your first book? Am I correct? Or your first yeah, traditionally so, public uh, published book deal? Yeah. So I just um, I just uh, 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 completed a book deal with McGraw Hill. Um, yes. I'm really excited. Um, and, and I have so much um, uh, love for that. Uh, uh, company and what they stand for. Uh, so at this point, the title is Target Funding. Okay. And it, the premise is around how to build a funding strategy mm -hmm. to find the money you need. Not only, you know, debt financing is one thing, but to look at grants available, low cost resources available, and it's teaching people how to find the money. Because I have been doing that literally for thousands of people over the last 15, 20 years. But I want to change the world and help hundreds of thousands of people understand the game because the way I look at it is it's like playing chess. Mm -hmm. if you, I don't know if you've ever played chess, Aaron, yeah. but right. Yeah. So to play chess, you have to know the chess pieces. Yes. 
right? You have to know what can the bishop do, what can the knight do, what do you do with the pawns? So you have to know that. You have to know the rules of the game. Yes. Right? You have to have the strategy. Mm -hmm. Right? And you have to know when you're at checkmate. And if you don't know the rules of financing, you don't know how to get the strategy or understand to build the strategy, you may get the money, but it's going to be really tough and you're going to go through a lot of frustration to get there. Mm. So it's really about, you know, simplifying, getting people on that on that rope app to find the money. And I can tell you stories after stories about funding you would never even think about that have changed the lives of entrepreneurs. Mm. That sounds amazing. I can't. I can't wait to uh, <laughs> to get my hands on this one because it's it's actually a, a topic. Most of, a lot of times the the audience that I deal with and the people I deal with, a lot of times it's a whole lot of solopreneurs, and mm -hmm. there's and this is so important, especially for solopreneurs because what's for most of them the goal at some point is to be able to scale, and I I can't imagine how many times you've seen people trying to scale without the funding to do so. So I imagine that's got to come into play on, on a large uh, a large scale. And I'm sure it's very niche dependent. But what is, um, if you can give us a, a, a Reader's Digest version of what any entrepreneur needs to know about funding or some resources you can give them. I'd, I'd love to hear your expertise mm -hmm. or at least a, a taste of it sure. to get people taste hungry for this book because, uh, and how soon is this, is this so we're we're out. under commission for a year, and then okay. after that, um, I will be uh, just landed a um, a deal with a recording uh, book uh, company, an audio book company. So okay. we'll, I will actually be narrating my own oh, book, which very cool. I had no yeah no idea, but that's what they wanted. Okay. So to answer your question, you said it's very much niched, and you're correct. So this is uh, the unique spin to this book is we have also tied diversity mm. into the book. So let me explain what that means. Okay. We as the U.S., as Americans, we are all diverse, right? Yes. We all identify with a group, you okay. know, whether we're a woman-owned business, whether we're veteran-owned, whether we're minority-owned. Imagine a book that not only covers the funding, but ties in funding based on your diversity. Oh, wow. So if you, if you classify yourself as an LGBTQ, there is a chapter for you. Wow. If you consider yourself a Native American, there is a chapter for you. Wow. If you consider, so we have taken that and said, we don't care what identity you are. Yeah. Let me tell you where the money is for that identity. Okay, so these are, in large part, is this a large part a resource-based, uh, meaning what's available specifically for um, certain classifications variables. and identity? Okay, so, wow. Yeah. So okay, it could amazing. be just for diversity. It could be for classification of industry. We have multiple variables that okay. we tie in to find the money. And then we teach people how to find them on their own. Wow. So it's a, it's a very powerful book because it's, it's very much about results. Yeah. We, sh we teach you, we show you, and we help you run with it. Okay. So that, so that you can mm. have immediate results. Because without immediate results, you're not going to be happy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Now what I right. Now what I told the publisher, although we can't do this, I I'm so confident. I said if someone and now this is just me, but it's <laughs> not going to be obviously it's not going to be a book. But what I said is if someone doesn't find one strategy in that book that they don't qualify, I'll 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 refund the book. Okay. Yeah. That's how confident I'm, I am because I've been doing this for so long, Aaron, that I have a rule when I teach at universities, I say, you find me a funding program mm -hmm. that I don't know about and I'll take you out to dinner. <laughs> wow. Do you know how many restaurants have gone out of business? Yeah. <laughs> I have never taken anyone out to dinner. I'm waiting. I have lists of restaurants. Yeah. So, Part of it is 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 teaching, and and really part of it is making sure that we 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 engage with all the funding out, out options out there, mm -hmm. so people are not struggling, and not turning to the same funding streams that they think are just there. Yeah, yeah. You you met and you mentioned debt funding. I know there's a lot, of, especially solopreneurs. You know they think yep. if they need money, I got to grab my credit card because there's pretty much nothing nothing else out there. So what what are some common misconceptions? Maybe this because I'd love to I'd love for the audience to grab something a nugget and and uh, 
for you not mm-hmm. to take them all to dinner right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and get right. somebody, get somebody some nuggets. So maybe they can get beyond their way to some quick results before this book is released. Um, so what, what are some common misconceptions that people have about being able to get funding, whether, whether they have a small team around them or if it's them by themselves or they have mm-hmm. several dozen or a couple hundred employees, what are, what's some misconceptions about funding for someone who has heard the word, but has never really looked into it. And they've sure. been relying on either their their own their own revenue streams or their own uh, you know debt uh, sources for for right. funding. What's what's some common misconceptions? So I see the first one is the terminology and language for grants. Okay. When someone thinks grants, in their mind, they're thinking cash. Okay. But the truth is, is grants is an expansive word. It could be subsidy. Okay. It could be a forgivable. Uh, amount of money because uh, you have uh, met certain terms. It could be a matched, uh, a program that matches your commitment to something. It could be uh, the opportunity to receive something that would have cost you money. So if you take me, for example, if if I was not part of an incredible network and someone wanted my time and it wasn't being paid, they'd have to pay me $150 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with that. But if they work through some of my connections and someone else is paying for that and they spend four hours with me, mm-hmm. they've just received a $600 grant. Okay. Yeah. Because it is money that they would have normally paid out mm-hmm. and still receive the quality or the support or the service that they needed. So one of the things is to think about it from that perspective. The second thing is, is that I personally do not get excited about adding debt to someone's life. Mm -hmm. So I will use debt financing as a last resort. And I love you bankers, but if you're right now listening, I usually say in my presentations, do we have any bankers in the room? And if I get one or two, I go, you may want to leave now. We will be talking about you. Oh, God. Okay? So, <laughs> debt does not excite me. What excites me is finding people free money or low-cost resources before debt has to be incurred. So, I operate very differently than an average person yeah. and an average advisor. I will always look at debt as a last resort. Yeah. Okay, and and so that's the second thing that's really huge. The third thing, which is very important, Aaron, so I want you to pay attention. Uh, First of all, I'm so excited. (laughs) When someone walks into my office, this is the analogy I see, and then I'll explain to you what I say to them because this is the third lesson that they need to understand. They walk in as if they want to be playing soccer. Mm -hmm. And they say, Kedma, I want to be playing soccer. I go, what does that mean? Well, I want this soccer stadium, this huge soccer stadium. I want to own it. Well, what else? Well, I want to have this gorgeous uniforms, not only for my team, but for everybody else. I said, what else? Well, I want to have these customized soccer balls. I want to make sure the equipment is set up. And more importantly, I want the fans out there. So I want everybody to be coming and watching me play soccer. Okay. You can see how expensive this soccer game is. Yes. And what I usually do after they've given me a whole laundry list of what they <laughs> need to do to play soccer is I say, Aaron, here's what I want. I want you to play soccer. But frankly, I just want to make sure you have clothes on. <laughs> and I don't care if they're mismatched or if they're soccer gear. Yeah. Because until we get you in the game, Aaron, yeah. you're not playing soccer. Yep. You're just dreaming about playing soccer. Yeah. So my response to that third one is, what do we need to do at the bare minimum to get you in the game? Yeah. Not to get you playing in, you know, in, a, in a stadium with 10,000 spectators. Mm-hmm. And when we get clear on that, we... Then get clear on what's the next step to move it forward. Beautiful. I love that. I love that analogy. You get, just got to get in the game. It, 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 I I laugh. I'm holding, I was holding back the laughter when you said it because I'm thinking like, yeah, that sounds like an entrepreneur conversation. Like we have we've so, we have such these, and, it, and it's it's the best and the worst of us, isn't it? I mean, we have these big dreams, and they want we want yes. 
we want to reach so many people and we want the business yep. to become this thing and be flown around the world. Uh, but a lot of times <laughs> there's so much talk about that stuff that right. prevents people from, from either getting in the game or, or leveling up to an area where they're capable of very quickly. Absolutely. Uh, so, well... <laughs> I love that conversation. I'm gonna let you. Go. I'm gonna let you go and talk about what's next because I I can just sit here and I can just insult myself and laugh about some conversations I've had over the past few years. <laughs> well, you know, and again, it's about removing barriers. Yeah. You know, if I had to tell you my mission in life, it's removing barriers, and my slogan in life is find a way. Yeah. Find a way. Don't come and tell me. You know, we all have problems. Mm-hmm. We all have struggles, but when we come from a place of, I'm going to find a way, it happens. Yeah. yeah. But if you come to me and say, well, I want this and I want that, I want this. So you know what? We then play a tennis match and I'm saying, okay, what are you willing to give up? Yeah. Because I can't give you everything right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you willing to give up? So, so part of, you know, getting to where we want to go is getting out of our own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. We usually, a lot of times, we want to building our own barriers. Uh, in many cases, so for those, well, I'm gonna have, I want to, I want to have two conversations. Number one, if you're listening this to this recording, if you're listening to this podcast in a moment where the book is released, and as of now, we think that the title is going to be Target Funding. Okay, if that's not available yet. Where can, obviously, if it's available, you're going to go get the book and you're going to read it and then you're right. going to read it again. Then you're going to listen a couple of times to the audio, which Kedma is going to be reading herself. So you get to he- not only read her book, but hear her narrate her own book, which has got to be fun. <laughs> but, but for those of us, but for anyone sure. listening who is still playing the waiting game, we can't get to your book yet. Right. What's the first step for them um, Great question. To take, to, you know, regardless of whether, let's just consider this a, a nationwide or even international, because we have plenty of international listeners. But for for let's just speak for the for the states at, at, at the moment. Um, what's the first step people can look at for to to not rely on their own bank account or their own credit cards? So first thing I would say is this: first, figure out what the so figure out who your players are, who your team is. I love the Small Business Development Center, because we have roughly about 10,000 paid trainers, counselors, support team all over the country. We have, we have 1,000 offices around the country, mm. all with different varying of uh, specialization. So the first thing I want you to know is I am a friend to the people listening to this podcast. If I can't help you, I will find mm-hmm. who can help you. You need to have your Justice League behind you. Because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. listen, you're running a business. Yeah. You're trying to bring marketing in. You're trying to figure it out. And if you don't have your core team of specialized champions who are helping you, you're stuck. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is find the find those team members. Find the Justice League that is going to help you get to where you want to go. So, you know, if it's around financing, I'm happy to have a dialogue. I'm happy to have a one-on-one conversation to figure out what's going on in that particular situation. And it may be that we continue that. It may be a referral out. It may be you need training. Yeah. Or it may be you don't need funding. Yeah. You yeah. need to just get your stuff together because you've got <laughs> other issues to worry about. And funding is the last. Yeah. You know, we, we try to blame funding as our problem. Yeah. Funding is usually not our problem. Yeah. Okay. I would say 30 to 40% of the time, funding may have a play, but 60% of the time, it's us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's us. It's things we're working on, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry. But, uh, no, you're spot on. (laughs) Sorry. But, uh, but I love you guys. (laughs) So, the first thing I would say is, find your champions. And, and I would absolutely work, um, if you can, with, a large network to get you through. But then it may be specialized. Maybe, you know, you need to um, figure out the next next step. But if it's funding, you can definitely work with our networks. Okay. If it's other things, it could be specialized where you're specializing in a certain um, part of your business and then you need to link in with a certain industry or a certain association. Because the second group I love, love, love is BNI. 
Business Networking International because they are international. Okay. They're, the, as my understanding, the largest leads group in the world, and they have 200,000 members. Wow. 200,000 okay. members. Uh, I love it because it's worked for me. It worked for me as a business owner, uh, you know, and it works. And the way I think about BNI is imagine going into a networking group where you may have 20 or 30 people and all they do every day is promote you. Wow. Yeah. Wherever they go, it's not they're a promoting problem. you. <laughs> so, so to give you a sense of results, uh, the one I was a part of, the Rose Quarter chapter here in Portland, Oregon, in one year we had about 25 members. We generated a million dollars in referrals amongst the 25 members. Wow. Wow. Okay. So there's lots. So the, for the people who are thinking about how to find money, finding money could mean I need to borrow the money mm -hmm. or it could mean I need to up my sales. Yeah. Yeah. I need to up my contact list and it may not be getting money. It may be going to a leads group. Yeah. That's the truth. So, so I don't know it. So that's the two things I would recommend to start thinking about. Okay, so this well, uh, I want to key. I want to key on this two organizations that you talked about. The business business yeah. networking international is one. Uh, yep. I'll make and sure. Uh, I'll make sure I link to that to both of these in the show notes for anyone listening and they're grabbing their pen while you're driving. Stop. Drive safely. <laughs> <laughs> business networking international is the one, and small business development center is the other. Okay, yep. I will link to both of those, and each of those have localized or at least regionalized oh, yeah. chapters. Localized. Everything's local. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Those are link, both local. I'll link to those in the show notes for everyone. Um, make sure you check it out, AaronKeithHawkins.com, and you can click on those and get some resources because, it, you know, I, I it's I, I laugh at what you said. <laughs> I've been laughing a lot at the stuff you say because you, you got me thinking so much <laughs> during this conversation. Uh, but I did an interview recently with a great guy, a confidence coach named Mike uh, McCappenlack. And it's funny, you're talking about a lot of times we we say that we have this revenue problem or income problem, but he said something which I, I thought was one of those profound things. And I think he, I'm not sure if he, he got it from someone else or not, but he said people complain about these revenue problems, these income problems. But one of the things I learned is that if you're not having enough money coming in, you don't have an income problem, you have a relationship problem. Because Nailed you it. need to have a better relationship either with yourself with your customers, with a bigger network, or all three. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that was pretty profound. A lot of times the income problem is a relationship problem, uh, right. which could mean a few different things. But you king on that, you know, even in your own, this is your area of expertise is, is yes. getting funding for businesses. And and yeah. you, the person that we need to be going to yeah. for this advice is, is admitting that a small percentage <laughs> of the time, that's actually the issue. That's uh, a lot right. of times it's something else. So that's that's it's a, it's comforting to know that now that we know it, and we can <laughs> we can make sure we're not totally uh, boxing ourselves into thinking the problem must be this problem. Correct. Um, the, the the point is to solve the problem, not to make sure that pro we're right about what the problem is. So uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate those and I appreciate those two uh, resources that people yes. can look at because. I'll be honest, these are two things. That I've heard of Small Business Development Center, but uh, I had not heard of Business Networking International. Oh, phenomenal. As soon as I get off this, I guarantee you, as soon as I get off, we get off this call, I'm going to be checking it out and, uh, you know, seeing see we can do to, to, to utilize yeah. that. So yes. I appreciate it. Well, look, I, I, I could talk to you for another two hours. And, I know, I felt and, like this Because there's so many so different quickly. directions I would love to go right now. We're going to have to do this again. Uh, how about this? We will definitely do this again once your when your book is live. We'll have a second sure. follow up to this conversation. Yeah. Uh, but Absolutely. this is a great teaser. Uh, it's it's a I love this because this is a topic that our listeners have not heard about from me. We haven't really discussed funding much, so I really appreciate you coming oh. on the phone to get the wheels turning and giving us a, a couple of resources we can go to. Um, and Aaron, before yeah. we go, one of the things that's most important is for anyone on uh, right now or will be listening to this. Link in with me under LinkedIn, yeah. uh, Kedma O, because I want to stay connected. So you could, you know, Twitter or LinkedIn. But the the fun part of LinkedIn is a lot of times I will do free LinkedIn audits. I literally will go on if you send me a note and say, "Can you check out my profile?" I'll tell you if it's 
crappy, no pun intended, <laughs> yeah. or, or if it's if it's spot on. Awesome. And 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 sometimes I do it on a, on a message, and sometimes I do it fun as a quick video, and I send it to you. And it's <laughs> it's my way of helping people build their brand. Beautiful, Th- and thank you so much for for offering that. Yeah. Make sure you take Kedma up on this, and I'll, and I will make sure I link uh, all the social uh, the yeah. social links to to reach out to Kedma on on Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, everywhere else she's you can find her. <laughs> so, well, I want to ra- I want to make sure we wrap up Thank with a few you. of these these hot seat questions. Let's go. I'd love to get your perspective on a few of these a few of these topics. Sure. Um, first, quick question: What is a what's a recent challenge you've you've had? Uh, recent or, or relatively recent challenge you've had? that you've had to work on and how have you overcome or are you, or how are you still overcoming it? What's it recent business wise, B- business wise that you've had to, to work on. That's a tough question because, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always, you know, like a, a chess player, always four steps ahead of the game mm-hmm. trying to make sure I would say the biggest one is, um, there is a uh, a current situation where I had to step in and advocate on behalf of two clients mm, in a in a very politically charged situation mm-hmm. and had to do it in a way that didn't harm the relationship mm. uh, but still advocated for the clients. Yeah. yeah, and that's really tough. It it, it is. That's it, really tough. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it sounds like from the conversation, it's still ongoing. Um, Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what. (laughs) It's it's tough. Gosh, we just we just mentioned relationship issues. It's it's tough to navigate sometimes, isn't it? So I'll tell uh, you why. Because when egos in play, Mm, people don't pay attention, and we have to remove ourselves from ego and do the right thing for the right reasons. Yeah, you know. But when egos in play, it's it's very tough. I appreciate that. And that's, that's why I love asking these questions because, you know, for anyone listening, that's <clears throat> if there's a lesson to be learned from these situations where it may seem like it's hard to find a solution, that's probably rule number one is if we can remove our own egos from the situation, then a lot of times yep. we'll, we can figure the rest out. Because uh, as you just mentioned a couple minutes ago, some, a lot of times we get in our own way. And a lot of times that uh, our ego is one of those things that tends to get in our way so i, I appreciate yes. that advice what's uh what's been going right what have you been loving doing i think i well i, I may <laughs> I have the answer what's been going great for you lately and that could be a personal or a business thing what's been what, what do you want to shout to the roof uh about? i would say my next my next journey the next challenge for me is more national speaking engagements mm-hmm I um, what's going great for me is building that. I just fin- I just got off uh, last week doing a uh, incredible speaking engagement for uh, uh, high net worth women investors for a major uh, financial institution, Beautiful. and I loved it. And the the second piece to that is um, building my own mastery of presentation. So I'm in improv right now. Okay. So I take improv. Oh, that's and so the other cool. Thing is, yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, it's so much fun. And then the second thing I'm in is in a one year, check this out, Okay. immersion for archery. I am learning archery really? so I can use it on stage, except I came home with my custom bow and arrow, and these <laughs> arrows are so, they go about 100, I mean, they're far. And my husband goes, you can't bring that on stage. I'm like, why not? He goes, you will kill someone. I'm like, I never thought about that. I guess that could be a problem. So I'll have to figure out how to modify that. But there I'm, are no I'm problems. So there are only solutions, Kevin. You know yes. that. So, <laughs> Get your ego out of the way. Just shoot the arrow. <laughs> I want to. That's so uh, that's so much fun. I love I love hear I love to hear that. Um, you know, we taking all these these new and and yes. very unique uh, unique challenges that's pretty cool I can't I gotta see that you gotta let me know for, when you know yes. you're about to do that on stage let me oh, know I, I gotta check that out that's gotta be so cool <laughs> uh, so what what's what's next on your horizon I know the book is coming but what's what do you look as the next iteration uh, in the in the world and life of Kedma and it sounds TEDx. Like, I'm sorry TEDx? I want to do a TEDx talk okay awesome that's my Beautiful. next thing 
Beautiful. My next thing, being on stage, doing a TEDx. I don't know what I will do it on. I'd have to think about it, but yeah. it could be about what it takes to be a superhero. Beautiful. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely be watching and sharing that when it happens. <laughs> I, know, I know that's going to be, uh, yeah. I, all kidding aside, I, I know that's going to be an awesome one. And I have absolutely zero doubt that I will be seeing you on. We'll be Thank seeing you. you on a TEDx stage very soon, yeah. probably sh- probably before <laughs> this episode even comes out. So Thank I you. have no doubt you'll you'll get on there. So most important of all, how can we get a hold of you uh, mm-hmm. to reach out to you and and find you and and the, have the audience grasp your expertise yes. and follow up on some of this conversation, please? Well, definitely through Aaron because he is powerful. <laughs> And, you you know, and really, I came here because of you, right? It was you that made the connection. Uh, Certainly LinkedIn and Twitter uh, are the two best ways because I only use Facebook for personal. So if I reject you, it's not that I don't love you, (laughs) just that I'm trying to keep some madness of my life contained. (laughs) And and I think the other way is you can uh, certainly reach out through my email and I can give you that contact, Aaron. So um, it's pretty easy. It's my first name, last name, just kedma.o. Um, and you can reach me at my current and my office at mhcc.edu, but I can also send it to you. But most of the time people reach me either on LinkedIn or they reach me on Twitter. And then if we need to take it offline and email, then we'll start the chat. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Kedma, I can't thank you enough for sharing so much and, and, and first and foremost for, for sharing so much about you and why you're doing what you do, uh, having reached so many lives. And I'm, because the, the entrepreneur's lives that you reach is just kind of the tip of the spear. I mean, it just, it broadens out to the families and the social circles and the, and the career circles behind all these faces that you see. Um, so I definitely want to honor you and say thank you so much thank for you. doing everything you've been doing for so long, having started from such a situation, yeah. you know, where things have, could have gone worse than they were to have you here exactly. today thriving like this and getting on these stages and keeping that commitment for 30 plus years to change yes. people's lives. Uh, I can't speak highly enough about you and I'm very thank honored you. that you took the time to join me on the show. So. As we said before, we'll do this again when your book is out so we can talk about Thank it. Thank you. And I can rave about it and yell at <laughs> anyone who hasn't bought it yet when it's out. So we got to make sure we keep everybody in line. You. Check your egos at the door, people. You're buying this book. That's right. <laughs> Kevin, thank you. Thank we'll you. We'll definitely keep in touch. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Uh, I'll be reaching out to you, and we appreciate you. Thanks so much. Okay, bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear your feedback about what hit home the most for you. I know Kedma shared so much from her personal story to her business uh, resources and advice. So take a second to stop over to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 37 and let us know what hit home the most for you. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go ahead and hop over to iTunes, please, and uh, hit subscribe. Leave us a quick rating, uh, hopefully a five-star rating and a review. Uh, I don't know about you, but I tend to invest in things that I see. The more I see something reviewed positively, the more I tend to invest in or listen to it. So if you truly have been getting something good from this podcast, from this show, then by all means, you're really paying it forward if if you leave a review so other people can see how the show has benefited you, how you've been enjoying it, and they'll be much more likely to do the same. So I appreciate your time. I can't wait to talk to you again next time. And until then, please make sure you're taking care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep on creating the best life of your life. Love you and talk to you next time.